0: peruision na naman sa mga mamamayan. Sarap na sarap ako sa paglalaba. Wala naman akong pambanlaw. Diyos me, halos walang pumapatak na tubig dito sa amin. Umaasa na lang ba tayo sa ulan? Lagi na lang ba kami ang mag adjust sa water shortage? Bakit hindi kayo gumawa ng contingency plan? Buksan ang bypass! So ano na, sino ang gagawa ng solusyon dito sa problema ng tubig? Ako si JC Punong Bayan. And welcome sa Usapang Econ Podcast. Ang Usapang Econ Podcast ay proyekto ng mga batang ekonomista na naglalayong gawing mas fun, relatable, at understandable ang economics. Nandito tayo ngayon kasama si National Scientist at dating Dean ng UP School of Economics, si Dr. Raul V. Fabella.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Noong ang buwan ay naranasan natin ang napakaraming water interruptions at sa maraming pagkakataon ay nawawalan talaga tayo ng supply ng tubig. At si Dr. Fabelia ay meron ng mga ginawang research dati at very familiar siya dun sa issues ng water sector. Kaya nagkagalak tayo na nandito siya. Isa dun sa mga issue na pumapaloob dito sa water crisis ay yung tinatawag na privatization ng water sector. At sinasabi ng iba na maaaring nakatulong to or nakalala sa issue.
1: The privatization of water uh, happened in the 1990s. Prior to that, experienced experience was of long queues, long water service interruptions, essentially a water crisis, at a time when the customer base of MWSS was about 7 million. Now you know it's 14 mm. <laughs> million so water distribution kasi at that time was done by MWSS, which was the state agency. Unfortunately, the state agency also doubled as an employment agency. So it was heavily overmanned. It had employees that didn't do much work. So water was heavily subsidized at that time. Ibig sabihin mura. Kaya lang wala. <laughs> the reason why it couldn't pay for itself was because water provision, water tariffs could not be adjusted for political reasons.
0: Ano po yung water tariff?
1: Ang water tariff ay ang yung binabayaran nyo per cubic meter of water. Nakalagay yan sa inyong water bill every month. Ibig sabihin noon ang mga tao sa negros o sa tawi-tawi na hindi naman customers ng MWSS ay nagbabayad din ng deficit ng MWSS. It's very unfair, di ba? Wala silang serbisyo doon. Pero sila because the subsidy comes from the National Treasury. The National Treasury comes from the taxes paid by taxpayers everywhere in the country.
0: So it would sound, sir, that yung MWSS at the time was highly inefficient.
1: I think highly is understatement. <laughs> I'll give you an example. Non-revenue water, yung mga na napalabas ng MWSS, ngunit walang katumbas na bayad, it was in the vicinity of 60%. Due to many things. One is just general leaks because the pipes were not being upgraded or repaired. And of course, also because of theft talaga. Many MWSS engineers had a side business. And that side business was selling water to people who should not be having any connection but are given access water illegally. So the payments do not go to MWSS, it goes to the private business. So at that time, firms and households would buy pumps. In fact, some subdivisions will mandate that you get a pump and you get the big water storage facility. Everyone was paying the price. But then since everyone was getting a pump, it was a serious sound game. Palakayan <laughs> ng... <laughs> from the pipes. Uh, and that is, of course, cost to the households, but also a cost to the firms. So the firms and households spend money in order to cope with shortage of water. But water quality was also very poor. In fact, that started the in a big way the bottled water industry. Why? Because the water pressure was very low. When the water pressure is low, surrounding water... Will seep into the pipes.
0: In other words, kapagabiduksam po yung nagri po, hindi na inum yung tubig. Samentalang dapat po na inum siya in principle.
1: But people, especially the poor, still had to drink it. And those who had the facility would boil it and uh, and drink it. People also began buying bottled water.
0: So, pag sinabi po natin na mababa yung kalidad ng tubig noon, ano po ba yung kalidad? Pag binuksan po natin yung gripo, ano po yung asahan natin na lalabas na tubig?
1: Minsan, natural, uh, after the rain, brown na yan kasi in. But ang kalidad talaga ng tubig ay the coliform load. If you drink it, natural, waterborne diseases could be the result of that.
0: So when we talk about privatization po, kailan po ba ito nangyari exactly? Anong taon po? Well,
1: 1997 is the year that it happened. The mandate to privatize MWSS was to expire the year later, so it had to be completed. There was no incentive for MWSS to improve because the employees were protected by the Civil Service Commission. They were government employees. And whether they did a good job or not, they got their salaries.
0: So, isa po yun sa malaking pagkakaiba ng isang ahensya po na pinapatakbo ng gobyerno versus one that's privately run and operated.
1: Incentives was really where everything broke down. But uh, President Ramos thought, it cannot go on this way. We have to change the whole system. See, that was the idea. You have to change the incentive structure itself. Mm-hmm. So, he went looking around for solutions. One option was to sell Metro Manila system. As a block, which was too costly and too much. Hindi ma afford ng stakeholders. And then they looked at concession agreements. Concession agreement is a PPP, private public partnership. The concessionaire runs the whole show, but the assets belong to the government. And will return to the government at the end of the concession period.
0: So pag sinabi po natin na concessionaire, ito po yung Manila Water at Maynilad.
1: Ito yung dalawang concessionaires na nanalo ng auction, which was in 1997. There were a number of bidders who came to the table and Manila Water won in the east zone and Maynilad won in the west zone.
0: Paano po nangyari na dalawa po yung concessionaire? Bakit hindi po tatlo,
1: ba hindi lima? First of all, the other elemental question is bakit hindi na buong Metro Manila isang concessionaire lang? Ang framers decided that it's better to have what they then call parallel competition. They didn't compete directly with each other but because both of them were regulated. The regulator can compare one with the other when comparing performance.
0: So at least there is Pong benchmark that you can
1: Unless, of course, they began to talk to each other and say, let's not show up each other. <laughs> no, But that, of course, didn't happen. The water provision in Metro Manila after 1997 is governed by a concession agreement which is a PPP as well as a regulation contract. So siyang obligations uh, by the concessionaires Meron obligations by the government through the MWSS, which became the regulator.
0: So yung pong jurisdiction ng MWSS over the operations of the
1: concessionaires. So siya yung tumitingin sa kontrata kung maayos ba ang pagka-perform ng mga concessionaires o hindi. Kung hindi maayos, penalty.
0: So far... Natutunan natin mula kay National Scientist Raul Fabella na dati, gobyerno pala ang may hawak ng distribution ng tubig sa ang, Pero dahil naging napaka-inefficient nito, private sector na ngayon ang namamahala rito. Sa susunod na episode, ipagpapatuloy natin ang usapang tubig at sasagutin natin sino nga ba ang dapat sisihin sa water crisis at ano ang magagawa natin ukol dito. Muli, ako si JC Punong Bayan at ito ang Usapang Econ Podcast. Mag-subscribe sa Usapang Econ sa inyong paboritong podcast channel at ifalo kami sa aming blog at usapangekon.com at sa Facebook at Twitter at Usapang Econ. Ang Usapang Econ Podcast ay isang puma podcast production. Ang nag-produce ng episode na ito ay si Carl Javier. Thanks for listening!